0: Once I throw on this, once I throw on this, it's over, girl. Once I throw on this, once I throw on this, it's over, girl. I hear you knock, 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 baby, come on up. I hope you got, got, got something. Oh, you your want cup. me to start? I'm three
1: shots deep, well, yeah. I've been giving sleep, you the look get get for 15 red, minutes. <laughs>
2: It's about that time for some nosebleed seats to show everyone can afford to listen to, and we got that real hot, enticing, sexual intro because we're joined here in the safe space by a nosebleed seat OG, the great producer, back in the house, back in the safe space with the family where he belongs. I've returned. Bab is here, and he is, I mean, look, we're still a little bitter, we're a little salty because he ditched us for a full-time job at the Girl Collection, and it's rare that we even get to see him <laughs> these days. But Floyd sent him out here to Dallas for a public appearance, and uh, Bab, I mean, how is it? How's living in Vegas? How's the Girl Collection? How, how are things going? Uh, it's
1: going good. I don't know if I want to sign off on uh, most of that, but it's 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 rolling. It's well, rolling very much so. Last we heard uh, you were cleaning toilets, but have you gotten a promotion? Has Floyd done anything? Uh, Has Candy sort of put in a good word for you? It's it, it's it's still, it's still it's a lot still, of
0: moving parts. It's still a lot of moving parts. I yeah. hear you. I hear yeah. you. Well, it's just great to, you know, it's been so much one-on-one in the bedroom with me and Walchuck that things can get stale sometimes. And yeah. I think him and I both miss uh, just that, the, the frequent threesome. You know, like there's some there's something about like that frequent threesome that we used to get, and then you just pulled the rug right from beneath us. We don't get the threesome anymore, but today we get it, and, and since we haven't had it in forever, it's a rarity. You know, it's a, it's a delicacy, if you will. It's a rare treat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really just hoping I can stay, you know, going. I know. For, I know.
2: Well, I know. Like the desire is always going to be there, but, oh, no but I doubt. just don't
0: know if I can physically perform.
2: The stamina <laughs> is lacking, I got to say. I mean, the, you and the thing is, like, you start getting comfortable. Eric's kind of, you know, the movement. I It's the same thing. I mean, well, 11, uh, 11 in months. The
0: exact position. He knows that I want to get in every yeah. time. He assumes the position as soon as we start getting freaky. It
2: starts to get a little stale. So this is good just to kind of spice things exactly. back yeah, up. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, you know, it's always going to be a bit. Uncomfortable after an eleven month hiatus. Yeah. But nothing to spice things up in
0: the bedroom like inserting one Zach Bab. So it's a it's a very, very sexy time here in the Nosebleed Seats.
2: Oh my gosh, it couldn't be more sexy. We got producer Bab in the house. Zach Wolchuk alongside, Eric, do you follow It is the show that everyone can afford to listen to the Nosebleed Seats. And gentlemen, Bab, since you've been gone, Eric yeah. and I have really pushed the envelope. You used to be the one to kind of keep us. Aww straight and narrow uh now we are all over the place so much curvature and we start doing football fridays now you know which we, we were always a football show but now we specifically yeah. do a football friday episode and we've started to deem sex games of the week and that's what we're going to dive into right now she we're going back we're recapping the nfl season it's going to be absolutely glorious not the season just a week Week 11, whatever it freaking week we're in. All kinds of stuff happened. And we were making fun of this schedule, Bab. I don't know if you really have been paying attention or if you've really been uh, just upset over the whole Le'Veon Bell debacle. Oh, my
0: goodness. You know you're a big Steeler oh fan. God. Well, you're a Steeler fan and you're a Houston Texans fan. So it's, it's, uh, a, it's an awesome thing that you have going on there in the yeah. AFC. And so I picked give yourself the Texans a, to go to the Super Bowl for you, Bab. Yeah, you give yourself a one really? chance to, to go to the Super Bowl every year. Stupid enough to make that
2: pick. Well, if you remember on the show last year, or whenever Deshaun Watson was selected by the, yeah. by the Texans. I said, "Oh yeah, in his second year, he's going to take the Texans to a Super Bowl. I remember these things, and I stuck with him. A man of my convictions. I think,
1: I think they have, what is it? It's six games, right? Six in a row that they've won? Yep. Uh, first team to do that, by the way, since the 1970 Vikings to lose their first three and then win six Gosh. straight. We missed those bad facts. God, we get the bad facts oh, again. Oh, man, I missed them.
0: Goodness that gracious. Is, this
1: this six-game win streak has felt like the biggest... It has not felt like a six-game win streak. Is it the biggest? The you, is it the biggest you've personally ever had? It six inches? Maybe so. I'd have to go back and look. Sure, there's a hell of a there's yeah. There's a hell of a. a, hell of a Eric, did you bring a ruler? Huh?
0: What? No. Well, I thought he needed a yardstick. No. What are we talking about? Oh, fair. Yeah, yeah. I maybe was more of a measure meter guy.
1: But uh, but no, it, it's it's like a good half of those games, maybe more, have felt like, yeah, we deserve to lose this. And then they end up winning somehow. Like that so it's game. been, yeah. So it's been like the least, like holy cow, we're on a roll. It's six in a row. It's been like, how have we won six in a row?
0: Well, you throw a Dolphins game in there every once in a while. Oh my goodness, Brock Osweiler! But it was Brocktober. To Houston. I can't believe during the mo- during
2: Brocktober, his month, Brocktoberfest. The-, the Texans had enough for him and then some in that game. Oh, well, it's yeah.
0: because it wasn't at Hard Brock Stadium. You have to remember he went back into the hell's bowels of Houston where. He had actually taken that team to the playoffs a few years prior, but he still yeah, had zero respect. Man, Nothing but vitriol that. and hatred. I know. Yeah, yeah. You lead the
2: team to the playoffs. I mean, certain teams are just wishing they could be in the playoffs, like the Cowboys. And you have Brock Osweiler. He takes you there. You guys treat him like that.
1: I mean, you guys are so disrespectful. Unbelievable. That. Those Houston I still fans say that's in spite of Brock Osweiler. in so the playoffs. It absolutely is. And being in a weak
0: division. Well, and then the Pittsburgh Steelers, without Le'Veon Bell, are putting up 50 points on Thursday Night Football. The against Pittsburgh Steelers. Against freaking Carolina, who comes in hot as hell. And you guys just put it on them. Yeah, we thought that was a sex game, Bab, and it turned out to really we be We needed a sex game going into the week, and it turned out to be,
1: well, the quite the opposite. James Conner has been... Would you call on the biggest surprise of the NFL season? Well, if you you know, listen to this to the show, Bab, I know you've
2: been busy, but I, I don't think it's a surprise for me. For Eric, he was surprised. For me it is too. I said James Conner fighting back cancer, this dude's going to come out and perform. Yeah,
0: but just to be clear, was it wasn't because he had cancer that I was that I thought, it was because of his haircut that I thought he wasn't going oh. to be a good player. Well, that's fair. He does
2: look like a soccer player with that hair.
0: Well, he looks like a, like a mutant soccer player. What? It looks like from out of this world. X-Men style? Yeah, yeah, like his hair is it's a funky do he's got going. It is a funky so do. So I just want to make that clear. It had nothing to do with him having cancer that I thought he was not going to have a great season. And not even just a great season, but a Le'Veon Bell kind of season. It was that's oh, it had shocking. everything to do
1: with the haircut. You want to Another bad fact. Oh, please give it to me. Good, got it. First, I didn't think you could get sexier, and here we are. First Steelers running back. I may be butchering some of the details here. First Steelers running back since Jerome Bettis. No, ever Holy to reach famous. Same as Franco zero. Harris couldn't reach, do this to reach two thousand yards before the tenth game of the season. I think I reach thousand yards before week ten. I think that's the stat. Wow! I bet he's yeah.
0: also the only one to reach that amount of yards uh, after overcoming cancer. Overcoming. Overcoming, excuse me, over- probably. Oh, overcoming, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you
2: over, you know, that's always a problem
0: that we've had. A, we've experienced Not the overcome
2: situation. You overload the sock, the tube.
0: Thank God for those basketball knee highs.
2: Jeez, Ooh. I need all the, r- r- the room. where would we I can be get. without them? I need all the room I can get to fit it in the sock. No, but I, okay. So back to James Conner, Let's get back on track here. Bab, what are you here for? Damn it, Bab. Holy hell, Bab. Jesus, oh Bab. My goodness. I'm losing myself here, but no, I, so I'm not surprised at like the success that he's had, but the product productivity, like you look at the touchdown numbers, he's just crushing all of Bell's stats. That I didn't think. I thought that he would be productive. I didn't think that he'd be eclipsing the kind of production that Bell had had on that team.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of people, myself included, especially in the Steelers department, the first game of the season when you you tie the freaking Cleveland Browns, I think that was where a lot of people like me who, have, who lean heavily on Bell and haven't liked these holdouts over the last couple seasons where it was like, okay, can we please get Bell back on the field in some way, form, or fashion? And then after that game, it became basically became the Connor show and you know it stinks to lose Bell but really at this point when you have a guy like Connor behind him having the season that he's having it's doesn't really seem like it matters that much anymore really at this point I'm just hoping they can you know maybe in the offseason trade his rights just to get something back for him
0: well it's been weird because Schefter came out today and I thought he wasn't going to be allowed to uh to become an unrestricted free agent if he didn't show up by Yeah, this week, so I've been listening to Eric. He's
2: been misreporting this. Like yeah. the, the entire NFL listened to Eric and thought that, all right, well, if Bell didn't report, he can't become a free agent. That's just what I thought. Apparently Eric's been lying to me the whole time Well
0: unrestricted free agent And here's the thing I think Schefter's been lying to me And Rappaport's been lying to me Well I told you When you start
2: giving them the booze On your weekly dinners that you have with those guys Schmoozing and eating lobster and whining and dining You know what They happens? start to misinterpret
0: You get excited in those environments man and the, and, the, and the booze takes over You know And I apologize for that But they seem to love it Well it's the fuzzy navels that they love I didn't know Chris Mortensen was going to do me like that He effed me He effed me bad And so I find myself sitting here now with Le'Veon Bell potentially becoming an unrestricted free agent. So, I mean, if that's the case, if he is going to be an unrestricted free agent, then I don't understand why we've been talking about it all year. I mean, what's been the big thing? Like, if he was able, if he was allowed to sit out the whole year and there's been no consequences for it besides him obviously losing out on the $14 for the season, then I don't understand why everybody, then why have we talked about it all year? Like, everybody's talking about it like, well, I don't know, this could happen, this could happen, this could happen. It's like, well, no, this is exactly what could happen. He's either going to, Show up, or he's not, and he can be an unrestricted free agent, no harm, no foul.
2: That's the great question. The two things that immediately come to mind are, one, well, he is forfeiting $14.5 million by doesn't show up. So that's like, well, dude, you'd think that any normal person would not want to lose $14.5 million bleeping dollars. The other thing is, if he had have shown up, could they still franchise him? I know they still can franchise him now, but he's going to get quarterback money. Like, he gets immediately paid... What the quarterback tag is? It's not just whatever the the running back highest three percent of the yeah. salaries, whatever it is. But I don't know if maybe he had to play the year through. If then they couldn't have franchised him, and maybe it wouldn't have mattered. And if it wouldn't have mattered, then it really just comes down to the money. But I told you this. You played a clip last year in Bab. I don't know if you remember which one it was.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Now it's great that we have you here, by the way. I don't know if we hey. said that before.
0: But <laughs> yeah, you look incredible.
2: You
1: look good, even though you're wearing <laughs> you you. so as Astros hats. Freaking disgusting. The hat
0: looks good, though, when you accompany it with nothing else. You know, when he's only wearing that hat, it actually is kind of sexy.
1: Astros, man. You
2: can definitely tell the stripper life has gone on to Bab.
0: Bab really puts the ass in Astros. Nothing
2: but a robe and a World Series champ's hat. That's the Bab we know and love. Well, and he got the World
0: Series uh, ring. The championship ring. A lot of diamonds on that thing. Looks immaculate.
2: But we played a clip of Le'Veon Bell on Instagram, or it was one of his social medias, and he was basically talking about, like, man, this isn't worth it, and about his body hurting. And it kind of made me think, like, maybe to him, he doesn't like where he is. He's not locked into a contract. He saw what happened to Earl Thomas. He tweeted about it when it happened. And he's thinking to himself, dude, screw this. I don't care what amount of money I'm losing. I'm not about to go risk my health, my body, go through that kind of pain for a team that I'm not locked into a deal for. And if something does happen to me, I guess in his mind, maybe it's a greater reward than just losing that 14 mil. But he's going to have to sign a mega, mega crazy cash cow contract with the team to come anywhere close to making up for that 14 and a half mil that he's losing.
1: Yeah, and that's the... Because with the guaranteed money, and this is where I was torn on Steelers management, because it's not like... It's not like them to. It's it's always been very much about the team with the Steelers, which I think is what in part has led to a lot of their success. Shout out to the Rooney rule, is right? yeah yeah the Rooney the Rooney family and all of them. Such a great rule. such great people. But because uh, like top you, to bottom, you've seen over the years. It's you know I I don't know how many times it's been, but you'll you'll see a big name guy take a pay cut. I mean Brett Kiesel would take a pay cut to make room for another guy on the team. Roethlisberger's taken like three or four over his Steelers career or they've restructured his contract, or, or he's taken a pay cut so they have more room to sign uh, free agents. So it's it's never been kind of what Bell brought into this, of I'm trying to protect myself and my future. It's always been, you know, the Steelers' mentality has always been, damn the future, we're trying to win, and mm-hmm. win now as a team. Um, so in that way, it's kind of like... I've always looked at it as like Bell really in his mentality isn't a fit for the Steelers but at the same time I was wishing just with how good of a player Bell was just fork over the damn money goodness sign him to a long-term deal or something and And I mean with James Conner's success and now with James Conner it's kind of like well, now they look like geniuses. Yeah. <laughs> well imagine how good your <laughs> offense would be
2: with both of these guys. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I mean you could literally play Lev out in the slot.
0: I was also thinking too, like defenses probably don't do as much to account for James Conner on a week to week basis as they were doing for Le'Veon Bell. Well he that doesn't was, have the, the clown. He doesn't have the name exactly, down you, certainly. Exactly. But That's
2: he's, what I'm he's building it. I mean I think now you've Maybe got to so. you have to now. Well,
0: yeah. I mean Le'Veon still was doing other things, right? In terms of just like lining up, like you mentioned, in the slot, like being a receiver. Uh, he's a, he's like a rare that.
2: breed. He's a special player, no doubt. But the thing is, like, if your team can still produce, if you can still get the production from the position. Yeah,
0: 50 points against the Panthers. That's all that baby. really matters.
2: And it does seem like anybody that plays running back, and it was even when Lev got hurt, you know, they put D'Angelo Williams in there and he produced. And he they, was like 100 years old. Yeah, and yeah. that they, they, Samuels, that rookie that came in on Thursday night in Garbage Timer when uh, Connor was in the concussion protocol, yeah. he was performing.
1: The Steelers are the, you know, you look at the other franchises around different professional sports and the Detroit Red Wings in the NHL and the San Antonio Spurs in the NBA where they just find people that fit their system they don't care if you're the best they care if you're the right player for it and and they figure out how to fit your skill set in in a genius way and you know and unfortunately fortunately whichever way you want to put it for both Bell and the Steelers I just don't think Looking especially looking at it now now that this holdout has has come to has come full circle and he's gonna be out for the rest of the season, it's you know he's just not really a fit anymore for them. Anyway you phrase it. Yeah. It's crazy. Because because they have the ability with the you know just the James Connors in the world to you know, they still know exactly how to make their clocks tick and they keep doing it. And they've got outstanding receivers brown,
2: juju, james washington now. They're a loaded offense and that defense has gotten better. I mean, look at TJ Watt. Just I mean, when you think oh, yeah, my T.J. goodness, Watt,
1: my and, lord. And just when you think Ben Roethlisberger is at the end of his career, he shows up and throws five touchdown passes against the Panthers.
2: So, they're talking about Eli Manning Uh, On the Monday Night Football broadcast, which, what a disgusting game. It turned out to be an an entertaining football game, the 49ers and the Giants, but just with how bad those teams have have been this season. Yeah, Lowest
1: combined win percentage between two teams in Monday Night Football history. Good Lord, that's not not surprising. I think
2: they
0: had two wins combined. I wish we could flex out of Monday Night Games.
2: Yeah, we should, and I don't know why. I guess it was—I don't know why really we can't, man.
0: I mean, it has to do. The like, they, they do so much. They do know. so much planning for that. I think ahead of time. I think each team's allotted
2: one home Monday night game ever so often. Yeah, they've well, got to get. They they serve. It's, I mean, it's, it's just such a marketing Crap game. Yeah.
0: Well, in the, in the Sunday games, like if they they flex go those games. You're just flexing the time. You're not flexing the day. If you flex out of Monday Night Football, it means you have to completely change the day. That's the day. All the all the, whatever for you had teams. planned. Four yeah, teams yeah, are for involved. four teams exactly. That's true. And just so then, and like, anyone is, who's for, coming from out of town to go watch that game
1: is now effed because they booked the Sunday a Sunday game on yeah. Monday. That's, this is that's, just that's,
0: that's a great point, right? Having there.
1: a perspective of of growing up, basically growing up with an NFL franchise that was growing up at the same time with the Texans. Um, the first time the Texans were on Monday Night Football, I think it was 06, I think against the Jaguars was their first ever God. Monday Night Football That's game. That's a on Texans Jaguars. Right. Right. <laughs> I guess like the Jaguars. Was
0: that Carr versus Girard? Yeah, Carr versus. Yeah. Fred yeah. Taylor yeah. and freaking
2: Fred Taylor and MJD. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs>
0: MJD one two punch. Maybe yep.
2: uh, uh, I don't think that was a
1: bad Jags team. Uh, I can't. Who's the, who the old Mathis at corner? Who is the old Packers running back? Who signed Amon with Green? The Te- Amon Green was the running back for the Texans. I think that. No shout kidding. out to Amon Green. Yeah. Yeah. We Amon gave him Green. some love on episode thirty in those blue yeah. seats. Yeah, we did. Uh, but but just you know, growing up with that when it when it first came out, and this was at the beginning of that 06 or 07, whatever it was season when it was like the Texans are gonna be at home for a Monday night football game. It was. You know, the game was in late October, but when the schedule was released in April or whatever it was, it was immediate fanfare in Houston. It was, there was this, you know, six, eight month buildup to this Monday Night Football game. Good God. So Do it you was think just
2: now, like 12 years, well, what is it, 15 years later almost, that there's still that much fanfare over Monday Night Football? Is Monday Night Football diminished?
0: Absolutely. Do you think by the younger. Yeah, it's it, well, it's now Sunday night
2: football is what everybody usually night. lives for. Yeah. It's the better broadcast, it's the better games, amen, it's the better amen. commentators. Amen. It's just become, and, it, and it's just, Monday and, night's lost its luster for and me. And
0: because Sunday night has the ability to flex, so they they can usually guarantee a decent game at that time slot every week. Whereas Monday night, coming into the and, season, you think if the Giants are good and then Jimmy Garofalo and the, and the 49ers are healthy, great. But otherwise, we're all in trouble. And that's exactly what happened. Sunday night football. You can flex and that. I yeah. will
1: say this: whenever I love when they flex that. When, <laughs>
0: oh God, they flex that thing, and it just the veins in that thing. God, you are so disgusting. God. You are such a when, freaking pervert.
1: Uh, whenever it was that they moved Monday night football off ABC and over to ESPN, I think that killed it a bit too. Because mistake. Because everyone has NBC. I mean, you can you can go to your you know your Walmart, buy one of those digital receivers, pop it in the back of your TV, and you get NBC. It's a local station. Everybody and all the local affiliates pick it up. You have to have cable to get ESPN. Yeah. So it's. Quick Su- cable. Sun- Sunday night football is easily accessible. I mean, Quit I can. cable. I can, I can. I can go buy. You know the 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 crappiest TV at Walmart and a $20 receiver, and I can get Sunday Night Football. I, I, you know, you have to install a whole cable package to be able to get ESPN. And no one yeah. wants to
0: listen to Booger McFarlane, no. Tessator, and Jason no.
1: It was better when they still had Jeez, that tri- Yeah, well, Tariqo Tariqo should never have left. They should
2: have done, it. done it. everything it took. I think you wanted the Olympics.
1: Well, I know, I know, too, there's been rumors that they're grooming him to replace Al Michaels, but Al Michaels is already, what, 500 years old, and he's basically immortal at this point i never want out to leave <laughs> yeah
0: ever and the green zone obviously is, is an attraction on sunday night keeps people coming the back the green
2: zone still hasn't annoyed me enough because i'm not able to religiously watch that game consistently depending on my work schedule but yeah i could see why people are making fun of the green zone it's just unnecessary oh, do you remember
1: the fox tracks puck
2: no i remember the fox robot that
1: never left oh okay i don't know anything about hockey that's been established. The already. track puck, the tracks puck, was X. tracks? Wait, is this a quick puck? Just a floating it can be. Turn it into a little quick puck? <laughs> it this can is a be quick puck. So, no, something in the in the late nineties, Fox had for they had the national rights to NHL games at the time.
2: I remember that yeah. In the yeah. late I nineties, mean, so. like that Colorado Dallas series, yeah. was on Fox. Yeah, yeah. huge yeah, okay. and so big game. It was, and they put.
1: I don't know how the technology exactly worked, but when they were forming the the pucks out of the vulcanized rubber. They'd put a little microchip in them, and these pucks would, however it worked with the technology with the cameras, they'd glow. They'd have a little blue ring around them when you watched it on TV because one of the complaints of all you know the non-hockey fans trying to watch hockey is I can't see the freaking puck. So that was Fox's solution. Was it would have this little blue glow around it wherever it was. Now that you say that,
2: I kind of do recall. And
1: then, then whenever a shot got over, I think it was over sixty miles an hour, it would turn red and have this tail behind it as it was moving around. And it was, jeez, that's incredible. How long did that last? last? About half a season before before (laughs) it was killed. Yeah, hockey traditional. But if you Uh, go to yeah, if you go to YouTube and just there's a bunch of clips of it. If you just type in Fox tracks, it's T R A X tracks puck. there's still old clips of it around. Who are are the announcers on Fox? uh, I have no idea who would have done it on Fox. Uh, Oh, it had to be Joe Buck. It was not Joe Buck. He does all the games. Joe Uh, Buck calls every
2: game. I think that was before the Buck. I think that was still Pat was doing his thing. It was Pat and Madden. On I can tell you Fox Pat and Matt weren't, weren't doing hockey. No, they definitely weren't doing hockey. That's why it's yeah. like I can't even envision who would have been. It's I like it's Joe Buck, no right? I just think of uh Joe Buck. Steve Levy, he would do it on ESPN. Gary Thorne. Gary Thorne and who was his color guy? Uh, was, uh, Bill Clement. Bill Clement. Yes. Gosh, those are the OGs. Yeah. Those are the OGs right there. Gary Thorne and Bill Clement. Yeah.
1: Da, 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 oh, da, yeah. Da, 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 and now was da, da, a Nosebleed da, 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 Seeds Quick
2: Puck with Zach Babb. Woo. All right, let's get back into the uh, the foosball after that delicious Quick Puck. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but definitely what will be a sex game this week is Rams and Chiefs, two of the sexiest teams in the National Football League, two of the flyest and freshest quarterbacks in the league, by far the most B.A. head coach in football. Which one am I talking about? I don't know. <laughs> Sean, Sean Definitely Sean McVay. And they were supposed to play in Mexico. Mexico City. Yeah, that's a dangerous place to play. Well, man. not only that, the field conditions are apparently atrocious. And you had key players on both teams questioning, I might not play because of how poor the surface conditions are. So the NFL's gone ahead and moved that game to L.A. I guess L.A. was technically the home team in that one. So it goes back to L.A. and they're going to play there. So... I don't know. Thoughts? I think this is probably a good move for the NFL. I'd much rather see good football than teams having to play in high altitude on a crappy field.
0: Yeah, the NFL is just going to be like, well, okay, if these guys are not going to play, bleep that we can't have our sex game ruined. And it's a Monday night we football game. We can't have game. our Monday night sex game. We only get about two good Monday night games a year. Let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and Move this one. Sorry, Mexico. Uh, We would never do this to London, but Mexico, bleep you.
2: Well, London's got a great turf, right? Wembley's just gorgeous. I wouldn't say
0: it's great turf. I've, I've witnessed some games there where these guys look like they're ice skating. I was being facetious. Oh, well, you did a hell of a job. Thank you. You sold the hell out of that one. Great look for Mexico.
1: Yeah, because haven't they talked about yeah. every every so often? They're like, let's put an expansion team in That'll Mexico City. Dude, nah, your you players
2: are
0: murdered. I'm not yeah. even trying to be rude, but I mean, it's a, it's not safe to be in Mexico. Yeah, like, there's only about one or two places you can be. I and mean, I wouldn't just say the whole country is unsafe. Well, I said there's one or two places that, that you can be.
2: You think that's it? Yeah, I'm go to timing. see it at Juarez. I
1: think is, that, was, like, is that where the
2: heads are getting chopped off?
1: Yeah, uh, and so that's that's right on the border of... Uh, oh, he's talking about genitals. El, El Paso. Yeah, the, I bet that that's a terrible area. Did yeah. you have to go to that UTEP game where you're cheering for your when life co- when well, you sideline? Well, side well, line? well, no, well El, the El Paso side is fine, but we were told by uh, two restaurants we went to and three Uber drivers, whatever you do, do not cross over into Juarez. <laughs> You will die. Jeez. And that's like yeah. still almost It'll technically the Texas. That's
0: like literally like yeah. so close to Texas, it's practically Texas.
2: Dear God. And people yeah. are still dying. So.
0: so thank God they
2: moved the game. Well, yeah, I'm happy as heck they moved the game. We'll talk more about that one on Friday. But speaking of dying, you know who's not dead yet? Uh, Well, not Stan Lee. They're not dead yet. Dude, why? Why do you say that? What? I've been trying to just forget that it happened. I've been in mourning over Stan have God you really? Damn you. I didn't know you were even
0: Avengers guy. Are you serious? I'm kidding. We haven't talked about this? <laughs> I am kidding. You're a movie guy, you're a superhero guy. Thank you. I am a superhero. You're a Stan Lee guy. I am a super saiyan. Rest in peace, Stan Lee. Love you. That's a great tribute you had for your guy. I'm glad that you got to do that. Maybe we can go back and play some like Avengers music. no, nah, 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 nah. NFL Films got it. All us. the way. Yeah. I backs. think
2: that Stan would approve.
0: I don't know that he would honestly. I think, I think his favorite football. team was probably the Cowboys. Yeah, but he didn't like football. How do you know? I just do. You don't. No guys that are that are like that deep into superheroes actually like football. I think that they get their. Uh vision from watching football actually yeah you know, was actually a uh, there was a, an old guy that came to our church one day like probably four or five years ago claiming to be stan lee well he wasn't i don't know if he was we all assumed he's probably pulling our legs but like he was an old guy that looked just like
1: him but i was like there's just no way well how did he speak uh with his mouth <laughs> how did you know he larry sound? jerker went to my church and i look back on that now Larry and jerker
2: I'm... the hell is that?
1: Durker. Durker. He had, his, he had his number retired by the Astros. I don't know that. Oh, yeah, in the 70s? Because I pay so much yeah. attention to the Astros is he a 70s ball, baseball ball player. played for him in the 70s and then was their manager in the 90s. I and they figured. won four straight division titles.
0: Dude, Jerker was a hell of a manager.
1: He was Durker. Oh, was it with a D? Yes, D I E R something like that. Supposedly he went to our church, and I don't know if that's true. Great story. Stanley so. was a yeah, huge bullshit. Stanley was wow. a huge Yankees fan. Apparently, see, he was a
0: baseball guy. Well, Chuck, I knew Stan was not a football guy.
2: Definitely a football guy too, though. He doesn't
0: give off football guy mentality. To me, he gave off cowboy fan vibes.
2: Really, Captain America after America's team.
0: Ah, okay, okay. Well, uh, whatever makes you sleep well at night. Anyways, I know that was your boy, and that was an incredible tribute you gave him. That was beautiful. We should actually try to cut that and send it to his family. I you think know what, dude? Appreciate you, all right? Like, okay, wow. Well, that got... I mean, I, I respect your emotional right no, now. No, because you, you sound like you're being
2: sarcastic Is all and it honestly just pisses me off. You want to sit there? I'm trying to be serious, and you want to sit here and just belittle and benign all of it, you
0: I'm not benigning anything. You're benigning. I haven't benigned anything in years. (laughs) You are benigning everything. Listen, I do not mean to to make you feel bad about your tribute.
2: Yeah, well, apology unaccepted, you... Listen, I
0: know you're going through a tough time right now. I'm
2: going through a great time, actually, because you know what? Why don't we just get into a little Cowboys conversation? Excellent! Oh, it is Cowboys Victory Week. It is Cowboys to to Victory that. Dong Week. Happy Hump Day, everybody. Whoa, dude, why are you Cow- talking what? about so
0: much genital stuff, man? <laughs> oh, be being so oh, weird, man. Oh, I hate when you do that. That's not a genital. Good God. That's dong's actually not a, a, a full on Dong. Yeah, full on Dong. Dong equals genital. Oh. When are you going to make Bab come in here as a guest in the bedroom Bab's and make never him do all the dirty work? Bab sits in his
2: throne. He's already stopping and playing music. He stopped the music now. He needs to play the music. No, we're not
0: playing the music now because we're getting into Cowboys.
2: We don't have some Cowboys bed? Why can't we play some weedham Boys or you something? You want to get a little whiz in here? Bab, could we do a little whiz? Bab, if you just go back a tab and then go
0: ahead and you play some whiz. Good God, Bab. I mean, this is this is your setup. Ah, uh, speakers? Are they working? Ah, uh, yeah, they're working. Hey!
2: Oh, we're happy now. Hey, the Cowboys beat the Philadelphia Eagles in Philly. Yes, that is the Eagles. Big win over the defending Super Bowl champions. A win none of us thought they'd get.
1: Did it save their season?
2: I think it absolutely did. I think it absolutely saved their season, Bav. I think
1: this was a game that the whole fan base was down.
2: Yes. Everybody was down.
1: I've listened to sports radio up here for the past nine weeks. Everybody's calling for
2: Garrett's head, rightly so Linehan's the problem Hell, you get a report literally what was the day or two before That the team was considering firing Garrett during the bye week I mean, how much more pressure is Garrett, is Linehan now under Or excuse me, did I say Garrett? They were going to fire Linehan during the bye week Not Garrett Garrett, I still don't know if he'll ever go But we'll see So this is just an, an absolute. I mean, I've given up hope, which is rare. Usually I'm trying to hold on. And we did say this on Football Friday. I mean, Eric brought it up. Wouldn't it be so Cowboys <laughs> to go out there after they've played like absolute dog poo and find a way to put on a great performance and beat the Eagles? Yeah, it would be. When nobody doubts, everybody's down in this team, nobody gives them a chance, is when they'll come out and they'll play their best football and they're going to win. Goodness. And so what happened on Sunday night? They came out. They played some of their best football of the year, and they got to win on the road against an Eagles team that, while four and five, and is probably underachieving this
1: year, is still a very good football team. They're still a defending Super Bowl champions. At the end of the day, incredible win, incredible. But I mean, win. I mean, you're looking at this now. So they're four and five. The Eagles are four and five. Are the are the Redskins, Redskins seriously are seriously six and three, le- leading this division right now?
2: They're they're playing a bottom feeder schedule, man.
1: Because. I mean, I guess They by, just played by the techni- Bucks. The by, Bucks suck Okay I mean, by technicality I mean, the NFC East Is still in play for anybody Except the Giants Except the Giants Because, you know
2: F the Giants but Yes, if the Texans Beat the Redskins this weekend Which I think could very well happen Oh, yeah And the Cowboys can go to Atlanta And win Which I think ha- They've got a chance to do I don't know that they will Yeah Because Atlanta's defense well, I mean, the Falcons Is a shell of themselves No, they, I mean, they just went to Cleveland And lost Yeah they had one-four straight, and then they go to Cleveland and lose. Their defense can't stop a nosebleed right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, they let Baker Mayfield have a perfect half. What if it was like 12 for 12 yeah. for 100 yes. and something yards and a couple touchdowns? Nick Chubb's running wild. So I don't know. I think that it's possible
2: for Dallas to go to Atlanta, play good football. They just haven't stacked consecutive performances. That's been their issue this year. They yeah. haven't gotten that streak and stacked wins on top of each other. Mm. They played great against Detroit bell back the next week to houston i believe yeah you know they played great against jacksonville didn't play well
1: the next week that was this has been really the most cowboys season ever like as me as an outsider who just hates the cowboys as a sports franchise sorry Fair. um it's been a very cowboy season to me you go into philadelphia you beat the eagles you can't hang with the texans you can go beat the best defense in the nfl at the time What's now turned out to be a very faltering Jaguars team beat them just fine. Flop the next week. This is just what I'd expect out of the Cowboys.
2: It definitely sums up the Jason Garrett Cowboys. Yes, <laughs> Jekyll and
1: Hyde. I'm still looking for uh, who is it over at the uh, the ticket? George Dunham. Yeah. Said if the Cowboys went eight and eight, he'd get a mohawk. It and might that's happen. Still very much it very in play. well might happen.
2: You know, that's how they're playing. Now, if they go ahead and they go to Atlanta on Sunday, and I, I think the, the question will be, you know, defensively, they've looked so good. Leighton Van Der Esch yeah. has been a home run pick. Jalen Smith has played, I think, above anybody's expectations. He actually looks like a very good NFL linebacker. The defense has been awesome. How does Byron Jones play against Julio Jones? Because Byron's been a, a, a shocking, pleasant surprise. He's been one of the best corners in the league. I don't think anybody thought that you'd get that level of play. From Byron Jones, the offensively is the question mark, and it's Dak Prescott. Like going to Atlanta, yeah. that, that's where Dak Prescott became okay. the helter skelter Dak Prescott. Yeah,
1: how much do you think of this is over the last two seasons of Prescott compared to his rookie year of the whole figuring out factor, where it's not just a sophomore slump. It's oh, now we have you know thirty two plus games of film on this guy.
0: I mean, and, it's just, it and it's
1: just starting to fall apart because there's a call from, you know, in addition to the fire Garrett, fire Linehan of, you know, you're starting to hear the creep ups of Prescott's not the guy of the future. It's not like, you know, cut him or anything, but it's still a, if there's a better option that comes up, take advantage of it.
2: Yeah, I think with Dak right now, the thing is, people forget it is he's making nothing. On he's he's, his rookie deal, you're paying him like six hundred thousand yeah. dollars, right? He's up. So, this, is he's up? Is he up this year? He's got one more year. His fourth okay. year is next year, so he'll have one more year. Of Dak, I think you make the most of it. And, you, and the gorgeous thing is about it, you've got time. I think the offensive line play is diminished. I think that's a big reason for his struggles. My God, how is how
1: how did the line go from the best line in football to a shell of its former self? I think Tyron Smith has been struggling with that
2: back. And that's been a big part of it. Obviously losing Travis Frederick. Oh yeah, that's been huge. A weird, freaky, fluky injury. And then Lyle Collins just hasn't played as well. And Ron Leary. I mean, I think the people really undervalued how good Ron Leary was on that left side, especially in the run game. Like Ron Leary was a big, physical, nasty, imposing offensive lineman and just dominated and set the tone, especially in the run game for that team. I think losing Ron Leary is what dropped that line from that 16 elite best unit in football to a good offensive line, but then you, you lose Travis Frederick, you have an, an injured Tyron Smith, you have a regressing Lyle Collins. They, That's how it came to, and, and last week was probably their best game of the year. Oh, yeah. And adding Suafilo which just kind of happened by circumstance, they made that decision very late in the week. It was between him and Redmond who was going to start a left guard in place of Connor Williams, who had to have that arthroscopic knee surgery, to feel a big, strong, more physical guy. I mean, you could tell the difference. The run game was so much better with him in there.
1: Speaking of run game, because this is a Cowboys victory show, the Zeke hurdle. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was that was for me was reminiscent of the. Now, okay, so if he would have scored... Should have scored. Should have scored if he hadn't lost his balance the 16 there. 16 Zeke scores there. Yes. That replaces the Jason Witten with his helmet off as, like, the biggest cowboy highlight of all time to me. If really? he sco- If he scores there. Yeah, it would have that been sweet. That goes down into history in, in that form for me. It would have been sweet if he
2: had been able to hurdle that guy and get into the end zone. That would have been awesome But I mean it was just nice to see him Like Zeke's been there His running, his physicality Always falling forward For the most part it's been there The burst has been lacking And I saw a lot of people on Twitter Especially hitting up Brian Broaddus And Broaddus has been talking about it Like yeah, where's the burst? Have you seen it? And it's true That home run hitting ability uh, That's, you know, the screens That he would take to the house Against San Francisco last year Against Pittsburgh two years ago Those haven't been there So that's the one thing about Zeke's game that we need to get back to is just that speed, that home run ability. He's racking off big chunks. I mean, the dude will get you 20 to 40-yard pops, but the finishing in the end zone portion hasn't quite been there. But I think Amari Cooper has been the biggest difference maker.
1: Oh, yeah. Man, because I was. Do you still think it's worth a first round pick, though? Yeah, I do. You do. And I didn't. Okay. I, and now I don't because when I when I first texted, I, I think I texted you that after that trade went yeah. down. Of what do you think of this? I feel like they're overpaying for it. You think that's worth it now?
2: I agreed a hundred percent. And at the time, you know, I'm like, oh no, a first round draft pick for Amari Cooper. Why are we doing that? You know, the last time the Cowboys traded, they traded two firsts for Joey Galloway. They traded a they traded a one and a three for Roy Williams. Why in the world are they making this move? I mean, Eric and I talked about it. I was not super thrilled with that Amari Cooper compensation. But now you see two weeks in, and I know it's a very small sample size. And obviously, long term, you hope the productivity continues. When you look at what you got, a young player, a guy who's just six months older than a receiver that just went in the first round last year. And what did your offense really need? Like, aside from a tight end, you're not going to get a tight end for first-round value at this point in the league. You needed a number 1 receiver. He's made a world of difference. Now you've got a dude that clearly Dak already believes in. I mean, he, he was pushing the ball to him. He was targeting him. I mean, his play, I think that third down where they run that slant and he's going to get tackled two yards shy the first— And he bounces off of it, spins to the outside, and gets the first down. That was the play to me that was like, Welcome to the Dallas Cowboys, Amari Cooper. This dude's a dog. Extending it, huge third down, extend the drive. I'm all about it. I mean, his route running, he's as advertised, and he makes the whole depth chart look better. Like, Alan Hearn's now coming into the game as your fourth receiver, just looks 10 times better. And his route running looks better since Amari Cooper got here. That slant that he made, he got a clean release right off the line Foot in the ground, boom, inside, gets tackled at the one yard line, sets up that, or inside the five, sets up that Zeke touchdown late in the fourth quarter. It it seemed to have benefited the whole wide receiver core and it benefits Zeke. You know, it takes out, now teams can't just stack the box. Now it's all right, there's a legit receiver on the outside here. We've got to contend with an Amari Cooper. And now all those other guys that were pretty good receivers in their own right. in Hearns, in Beasley, you know what you have there. In Michael Gallup, who's emerging as well. Now these guys are able to just work off man-to-man, one-on-one coverage, dictate that, and Dak can just go boom, boom, boom. The offensive line sets the tone for everything. Dak's got to have protection. For sure, the dudes had some happy feet. That's been his biggest issue. You still saw it in the first half, some erratic throws against Philly. Yep. But their ability to bounce back in that fourth quarter and just go stride for stride. I mean, that was the Dak, the rookie Dak. That was Dak's best play of the season, man. In that fourth quarter, made some big-time throws. That played a Beasley on the sideline. Mm. Yeah, it was money. It was money. So, I think the Cowboys have a shot now. You know, we go back to what we were talking about with Houston and Washington. Washington loses. If Dallas can beat Atlanta, all of a sudden it sets up Thanksgiving Day. Redskins-Cowboys again for first place in the division.
0: Jay Gruden coming back in town for the turkey and the potatoes. Oh man, the turkey! That's gonna be insane. Maybe with the division on the line. I mean, what do you think going at Dallas, Atlanta, Dallas, Atlanta? Right now, it's a shame that Atlanta just lost that game to Cleveland because now you just think they want to get back and you know really get to victory here. But and it's they, tough they, to they, win in Atlanta. They're just so Atlanta is just so like inconsistent. Sometimes they can look unbelievable and play against Cincinnati and put up, you know, they're just like NASCAR, fast, 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 tons of numbers. Uh, and then Fosky, they Fosky, games. Fosky, Yeah. <laughs> then they, shout out to Frisco Reedy. Oh, uh, and then, uh, you know, then you'll have games where they play against the Cleveland Browns and the Browns make Atlanta look dumb and beat them. So you just don't know what team you're going to get, but this is the place where the Cowboys and Dak Prescott in particular just went spiraling down last year. So you wonder if they have uh, nightmares from last year's Adrian Claiborne debacle. Thank God he's not on the team anymore, and neither Neither is Chaz.
2: The remains of those guys are gone. And I'm interested to see how Zeke impacts this football game because I thought last year, if you remember, not having Zeke was huge, like beyond, and that also impacted for me the pass pro because Zeke Zeke had that play in the fourth quarter. I don't know if you guys noticed that he bought two dudes. It might have been on that Beasley play down the seam on the, on that far was, right yeah. sideline. When Dak's able to throw that like 21-yarder to Beasley at around the 30-yard line, Zeke takes away two dudes and pass bro, just cleans them out, gives Dak enough time. I thought his ability to be able to chip and stay in and protect could have helped a little bit last year.
0: You do know, uh, at least from my perspective, why the Cowboys won and looked so good offensively on Sunday, don't you? Why is that? Who are they missing on the offensive line? Oh, we know that. Connor Williams, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm surprised you didn't <laughs> chime in when I was talking about Suofila. I think is the better player. He should start the rest of the year. Suofila, well, he's definitely better than Connor Williams. Eric thinks Connor Williams is a P and an F. Or an F-P. Just an a f- just a. P. I don't know where the F came from. You, you've called him an F, and you've called him a P. I called him a F.
0: I, hey, I honestly, I was unaware that I even called him a. F-. Now he probably deserved it when I did call him that. But I knew I was on record calling him a pussy. Probably marked that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm not gonna go that far, but he definitely looks tiny.
0: Yeah, well, and he definitely is worse than Suafalu, who Suafalu's been. Suafilo, like, yeah, he looks sexy. He's been so, okay. cut from like three teams.
2: Well, with the Cowboys win. I mean that kind of was the question. I said yes. They had sent, it saved the season. The Cowboys have a chance now. Yeah. Well, then the they're going to
0: go and lose in Atlanta. I don't.
1: But I still don't think that matters. So I think the Redskins are going to lose. I'm looking at Houston. the Redskins schedule. That scares me a little bit for the Cowboys. Is it an easy sketch? It's just it is a freaking cupcake oh, of yeah, a schedule. There's nothing
2: like they go to Jacksonville for the
1: Redskins is that a cupcake game? At no. the rate right, the Jaguars are falling apart, yes. They've been
2: competitive. They almost beat the Eagles in in London, and they played tight against the Colts.
0: Alex that, defense, Smith,
1: that defense is still nothing what it was at the beginning of the season. I think they the could season. rip Alex Smith's asshole over. Alex me. Smith has and thrown, they could probably
0: do that. <laughs> he's thrown for exactly 178 yards in the, in the last three games. The
2: Redsians aren't
0: good. I just don't think they're good. They it's play just the, the Titans, and Alex the Titans looks great. Ever. And they won those games. They're and 0 In the last three games, Alex Smith has thrown for exactly 178 yards in all those games. (laughs) This is
1: so Alex Smith. This is really Uh, why I'm interested in this weekend's game against the Texans because I feel like it's the two, it's the head-on collision of these two division leaders that have no business leading their divisions right
2: now. You still don't think Houston's the best team in the South?
0: Andrew Luck and Company. Hey, Luck's out here getting protection. Dude, Quentin Nelson for I, I just think, boss, yeah, I just think the, the I think field. the
1: AFC South outside of the Jaguars is so bad and the Jaguars have been underperforming from what everyone expected. The Jaguars are trash.
0: That they are they are They look like the worst team in that division by a mile. By a
1: mile. That they are it, it's the whole divi- <laughs> the whole division is just a total crapshoot. And well, the, Ty- the Titans just beat I the Patriots. I think it's just crap. It's,
2: that's true. The Titans have looked pretty that's good. True. Like, Mariota looks back to form is yes, key. Like, he Mariota looked, had looked like that crap. Was like
1: That was like Oregon Mariota yes, the other Mar- night. Mariota bl- freaking
2: slaughtered the Cowboys on third down, throwing dimes left and right, and then came back and followed it up with a really good performance against New England. And why in the world are they still throwing the football to Tom Brady? I don't understand it. It makes Tom look old and stupid. He's forty-one years old. Why are you throwing him the football? Tripped over himself again. Did you miss this? No,
0: I definitely saw that. Yes, it's, that's when you know the Patriots are, are desperate. Yeah, they've that was lost. So Haven't bad. they lost in every game? Or at least they're zero two of the I last two games it that they've twice. thrown to yeah, All they I won. know is I have them in a you know, my as my quarterback
1: in a fantasy league. Who Brady? Yeah, and it's been shooting me in the foot. It's been worse than drafting Le'Veon Bell number one. <laughs> I did that in both my leagues, so oh, don't bring no. that up. Oh, in both of them? Did you get oh, James Conner God. in any of them? No, because you snatched him up in the league we're in. I put in a waiver claim like everyone else. Well, now I'm stuck with no running back. Well, never mind. Well, well, I, just I just traded yeah, yeah, two we just, running backs. Yeah, I gotta, I'm got actually pretty, pretty excited because
0: I just picked up Des Bryant, and I just think he's going to just take my team <laughs> over the top. Just directly to the oh, Super Bowl. Oh, no,
2: I was trying to go the whole show without having to talk about that.
0: He's your guy, dude. No, I'm on board with you. I think the Saints are going all the way. You said it last week on the air. You were on record, Walchuk. Dez is the guy. He's yeah. going to a Super Bowl. I took off.
1: I took your advice. The, uh, I,
0: I drafted. I, I signed him on my team, bro. He's a chupacabra now.
1: I uh, sit on the tarmac getting ready to fly to Norfolk for the ODU game. Reading an article about how looking like Dez is going to get to uh, play Saturday for the Saints. Land in Norfolk with a torn Achilles.
0: Damn, how'd you tear your Achilles on the plane? Do you want to tell Eric
2: Yeah, Dez tore his Achilles, bro. What? Yeah, Dez tore his Achilles in practice on Friday.
1: Last rep of practice. Yeah. That has to be some sort of joke.
2: No, that thing in blue, bro.
1: I thought he had a huge game
0: against Cincy on Sunday. No,
2: I mean, people were throwing up the X left and right, but they were not I weren't saw the Dez. X like a
0: thousand times. Yeah, one does. He scored like, like a- four times. No.
2: no oh, for like no. four
0: different teams. Too. I literally, <laughs> he's the reason I won my fantasy game this week.
2: Yeah, well, I don't know if they just gave points for X throwing, but Mark Ingram and wow. 10 Tywin points in X throw. They were throwing the X up. Supported support of Dez because he's now lost for the season due to an Achilles tear. You know
0: who I blame? Andrew Siciliano. I watched Red Zone all Sunday thinking I was watching Dez throw up the X scoring touchdowns against the Bengals. Turns out it was other guys. Well, that's and what you C- get for Siciliano, having an Italian as your host. Siciliano, my brother, <laughs> Doesn't inform me that that's not Dez the whole time I'm screaming, thank you, Dez, thank you, Dez? Too far deep in Stromboli to know the Dude, difference. Good God, Siciliano, you <laughs> dirty bastard. Oh, Lord. Freaking grease ball, Andrew.
2: Jeez, get your hands covered hell? in marinara sauce, why don't you? You can't tell the 88 from the 22. Hey,
0: Andrew, put down the damn garlic knots, brother, and fill me in on something. Dear Lord. Dez Bryant, 20 Achilles. Bab comes in here, has the nerve to storm into our bedroom and break that sort of news to me. That's my job. Jeez, I know. I've been trying to just pretend it didn't. But it, selfishly, I'm happy
2: about it because I don't have How to How did see you do that?
0: Did you were happy he I signed you were happy he was going to have a great have year, year
2: in a Super Bowl. No, I think it. he would have. I just didn't want to see him come back and slaughter the Cowboys.
1: That's what I was hoping for. And you for. know he was going to catch at least was, one touchdown. It yeah. was going to
0: happen. Oh, one touchdown per quarter.
1: I was yeah, waiting, I was waiting for go the, the Drew Brees 500-yard game with 200 of those yards to Dez and a couple touchdowns. Well, It'll
2: still happen. It'll just be Michael Thomas now.
1: So what's the deal? Dez Dez still
2: gets the Super Bowl ring, though, so it's good. He will still get the ring if they win it. God, that's awesome. Way to go, Dez. So, hey, everybody's a winner here in the Nosebleed Seats podcast. Dez is going to be a champion before it's all said and done. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. I can't wait. No one deserves it more, honestly, Dez. Nobody deserves it more than Bab. And my gosh, Bab, it's been so good having you with us.
1: Oh, well.
2: I love you so much.
1: Glad to jump in when I can. Is there anything you,
2: or, you, know, you want we wrap to say? What do you want me to say? I just want to say that th-
0: th- your new and improved moves, are ju- I mean, you've clearly been putting in the work. I also think the lubricant helps and the toys. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. You're tighter than usual, which is crazy because I know you've just been going on a crazy streak lately. I actually think you came in pretty
2: loose. Normally, you start a little stiff, but you came and, and loosened up
0: really throughout the show. I thought you were giving
2: maximum effort.
0: I Honestly, I, I did notice the confidence and how it's tremendously, tremendously better than what it used to be. You Talks, come in it's a little bit way shy. Way. He's taking his clothes off, and it's like you could tell he was just unsure of himself. He always loosened up by the end, but he just came
1: in firing today. The show's gotten a lot more sexual than the eleven months that I've been. Yeah, gone. I mean,
2: that is kind of the one thing I always hear. People listen to the show; they're like, "Man, I think it's great," but dude, y'all talk about dicks a lot.
0: <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, Walchuk, all he does is talk about dicks and dongs." Well, that's funny because like people are like,
2: "Yeah," and it's always Eric that brings it up. But oh, I, really? I don't, I don't dislike it. I bring it up my fair share of times now too. He's rubbed off on me. He's dicked off on me.
0: (laughs) See, here he goes again. Now I I can't stop. This is what I'm dealing with. Now I can't stop. This is what I have to deal with.
2: It has gotten far more sexual. Do you think that that should we, as a producer, I mean, should we hold reserve that a little more?
1: I mean, I'm not producing this show anymore, so I have no say. You always are. I can't talk about dicks on iHeart. iHeart dicks. Okay. Well. We'll be back on Friday (laughs) for a little
2: football Friday action here in the safe splay in... (laughs) In the safe space. We are the Nosebleed Seats Podcast. Zach Wolchuk alongside Eric Chiafalo. We had producer Bab with us today on a special. Loved having Bab. Hopefully we can get him on a little bit more now that he's back home from the girl collection. They stole him from us. They're sending him back because, well, he did some unforgivable things to a little girl named Well, we won't say her name.
0: It was Candy, wasn't it?
2: Cinnamon. Toast Crunch.
0: Anytime we can get you in here on a hump day, though, I think yeah. is always a good thing. Yeah. Have yeah. a good
2: hump day, everybody. Stay and poised.
0: Peace.